0: welcome to the next level woman podcast i'm your host dr lisa hart the results manifestation coach for women i am on a mission to help them just like you to break through your limiting beliefs your old programming and paradigms to truly manifest a life that you want not what everyone else in your world and in society tells you that you should have but what you want you are in for such a treat because what we're going to be doing in this show is to help you unlock the secrets to manifest in that life. Where those secrets exist, they exist in your mind. And our goal through these episodes is to really help you unlock the secrets to take your life to the next level, to manifest a life that you love. So whether you want more money, more freedom, to have more impact, better relationships, you want better help, happiness, whatever your goal is, we are here to support you in achieving it. Tune in to this podcast every single week like it's your job because I promise you it's going to create massive change in your life. So let's do this. and welcome back to this episode of Next Level Woman. I'm your host, Dr. Lisa Hart, and today I have a very interesting guest. I know you'll love her, Melissa Armstrong. Melissa sent me a two-page bio, and that was her short bio, so she really uh, is going to bring it to us today. I'm just going to start out by reading just a little bit so you have an idea about her, and then we'll Discover the rest through our conversations, and then I'm going to post it in the show notes. So Melissa Armstrong is an intuitive energy healer and the owner of Cleanse in Truth Skin Care Clinic, an organic, customized skin and energy healing studio in Chicagoland. As a UC Reiki master, did I say that right? Usui. Yusui, Yusui Reiki Master, Melissa guides her clients through deep mind, body, spirit, skin transformations. So I want to know how, from reading this, how at the age of nine did you end up studying enlightenment with Dr. Wayne Dyer's teachings? That'd be a great way for you to start telling us your story.
1: Oh my goodness. Um my mom had every spiritual book <laughs> On her bookshelves and on her floor, and I felt called to them. Outstanding. And, so, and I, I'm sure I was a weird, inner introverted child. So I felt called and home when I would reach for those books. And maybe I didn't understand every word, but it felt like home to me. So at a very young age, I was I was reading spirituality. So to get into it. I come from a traumatic upbringing, incredibly severely traumatic. Um, this is the first time I'm ever talking about it openly to this level. I did one podcast before and I had them take it out. So, um, when I was two and a half, um, I experienced my first account of physical abuse happening from my stepfather to my mother. And then shortly after that, I went through incest and sexual abuse, physical abuse, gun violence, psychological torment. It was, it was very challenging. And so my mom was married and divorced three times, and the subsequent marriages were both abusive. And so my first experience with masculine was dad abandoned me, was never in my life, even though he lived 15 minutes away. And then I felt very unsafe with my first stepdad and then my second stepdad. So I lived in fear, but I would have these moments when I would go to bed before I, meditation was introduced to me and I believe it was around eight years old. I would just feel presences with me. Like I just felt like spirits and I didn't know what they were. I would have these crazy dreams. And so my mother being on this spiritual path, even though she had come from abuse and was subjecting me to this abuse, she had this calling as well. I don't think she took to the books. So she had them. I read them. But I went to a very special meditation class with her in Fairfield, Iowa, where I got to attend the Maharishi Yogi training. And I didn't know what I was getting into, but I was called to it. (laughs) And my first experience, I, to me, I levitated. <laughs> so I went home that night and I put into practice what I had learned. And I'm right back there right now in this moment. I was over my town in my mind and in my heart. And then I was in space. And so this became a daily safety practice for me. I would hide in this upstairs attic slash cubby. So I couldn't be found, and I would just be in my space. So lots of trauma and abuse still went on. I had to go to see a psychologist, same age, when I was about nine years old. So I started taking antidepressants because they needed to fix my severe depression, my ADHD. Relationship with my mom was completely confrontational and loathing. So I'm completely hating myself, hating my body, hating life, scared of everything. I can't hold a friend or a conversation in school, just very unhappy. And then we can kind of fast forward a little bit to when I was 19, I met my first Reiki master and I worked at Barnes and Noble. I've always had two jobs. My mom was always a hard worker, so I just had all these jobs to keep me busy. I was at the checkout and she put it on the counter and I was like, what is that? And it said something about enlightenment, which then took me back to when I was eight years old, reading about Satori of instant enlightenment. So I have these moments that are incredible where through all of the trauma, the abuse, the fear, Mm -hmm. the deep, deep darkness, something was guiding me. So I started a self-study with Reiki and Ayurveda. Shortly after, I would go to aesthetic school because of I had acne, because as you can imagine, all of the repressed emotions and that, trying right. every skincare product under the sun, my skin was a mess. And I was depressed. And uh, so when I went to aesthetic school, I was so embarrassed that I was going to skin school, I couldn't even look at the, um, the admissions counselor because my skin was so bad. And then that That first training session, you, the second week into aesthetic school, you do theory and then they're like, okay, go do a facial. (laughs) So you get a client and you do a facial. And it was the first moment in my life that I was in a closed room with a gentleman and I felt safe. And he was able to experience my energy. I was able to experience his energy and something changed in that moment. One, I had a passion for skincare truth. Two, I had a passion for, for loving that I could never allow out. And then that man is still with me today, which is incredible because that was uh, 17 years ago. Um, so yeah. Wow. So I'll stop there for a moment. <laughs>
0: So I honestly have never heard of spirituality compare you know, combined with skincare. That is fascinating.
1: I can't think of it any other way. To me it's your skin is the outer expression Mm -hmm. of what you can't see inside and what you're you can't see inside, it's a feeling space. And if it's a feeling space, it's a vibration. So I'm looking at skin assessments As what is the vibration inside that the skin cells are being functionally vibrating toward renewal or Mm -hmm. a zero vibration, which isn't movement to me, it's stagnation. Right? So I look at it as how much negative energy, blockages, barriers, disconnective self, trauma, and any other perspective or the way i interpret it will be my truth for what i'm holding inside versus so, you're holding inside would
0: be the way your perspective is and that would be your truth for what your body holds and are your clients passive in all this or do they have to be more like a coaching client also and you have you know they have to do that spiritual work or can you since you've done your sp- spiritual spiritual work affect their skin?
1: Because I've done so much clarity work on my blockages. I don't have blockages on my perspective of them. Therefore, I don't have blockages on them. So for the most part, unless there's something deeply trapped, the results are astounding at what I can guide people to with their skin care whether it's severe inflammatory conditions acne rosacea or fine lines wrinkles hyperpigmentation it, it is next level as
0: <laughs> to culture your, your podcast right yeah so tell me how this plays out in the rest of your life i have a wonderful
1: wonderful supportive husband for every time i wanted to quit for that quitters mentality and that victim mentality mindset Uh throughout my career. I wanted to quit. He's like, you're not quitting. He's like, you're not quitting because when I was younger, if I wanted to quit, it was like, nobody was there to tell me, don't quit. You're better than this. So I have a complete champion as my life partner. Who's been through everything that I shared with you. He's been there with me that entire time off and on in the beginning, but uh, you know, pretty much off and on 20 years, he's been with me through this journey. And then two beautiful kids. My clinic and my healing work is my life. So it's, it's my life's passion. So similar to you and your, you know, your, your doctor work. And it's so much more than that. Uh, it's really, it's really my life. So I have my clinic and my healing that people contact me for globally, whether it's skincare or other and I help guide them to see it's not just topical. Most people come to me, they're emotionally empathic like me, but it's either repressed or shut down. So it gets very emotionally relieving when I start to guide and we we learn quickly what I'm holding is not mine. And that's what I had to learn as an empath. As an empath, we hold other people we hold them so deeply we internalize it on ourselves and then we take all the pain and pressure of that why can't i clear this what did i do wrong why won't this clear why am i still holding this it's always me 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 and not saying oh what am i actually holding that was given to me in some way by an experience or you know a person an event that something happened this came into my body and my mindset in this way so what does it need from me to move through me instead of be stuck within me and i think that's my eternal mantra for my life is life is happening it's happening faster and there's stuff going on on this planet that some people might say they understand and others don't but past energy wants to work through you not get stuck within you and as an empath or a spiritual master I'm working through that is helping to guide other people and myself to let things work through me and not get stuck within me.
0: Brilliant. So it sounds like you work with clients remotely also, even though I you do too. skincare, which is very mm-hmm. unusual, very, very unusual. <laughs>
1: I'm all, I'm unusual since I was born. So I've yeah, gotten it. the weirdest names. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. So ooh, can, you give me, can you give me an example, you know, of course, without revealing their identity of course but um of an international client or Mm -hmm. not necessarily international but just um,
1: non-local I say yes
0: exactly non-local and what kind of problem did they come to you with um oh sure through this
1: if anyone reaches out to me um I'm sidestepping for one moment I've kept my work very hidden you are the first that I'm ready to come out and say, this is really special and the right person who wants to go through this inner outer clarity journey. It's its out of this world of how you can look and feel can, and connect to yourself. So I will say um, there's one woman, she had severe, severe rosacea. I have the before and after pictures, they're just not posted. <laughs> but you can see the transformation of what she started with She only had six healing sessions with me over six months, and then she went from severe inflamed topically, and that means all the redness is just very much at the surface where it's not designed to be. And so I call that blood displacement, where the lifeblood of skin cells should be at the dermal level. And when it's at the surface level, well, then there's barriers and blockages. And if there's barriers and blockages, then we need to do the inner work to unroot it because topical is not going to reach it. So I want to get through energetically, emotionally to unroot that. Mm -hmm. And so over a period of six months, she went from severely inflamed to completely normal looking skin, if you would see her. And I do have those. I have thousands of befores and afters. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just um, need to promote myself a little better. Right. So yeah, then... and her review is beautiful too. She explained her whole life of being stuck with this and then we we moved it through her.
0: So uh, describe a typical session with her then. I've never done Reiki to be perfectly honest. So I don't know in general and certainly oh, she... not for skincare, how you sure. would do a remote session.
1: So one, my Reiki master has told me never to guide which I didn't, I couldn't follow. So I'm like, I see things, I hear things, I feel things. So again, I'm being prompted and called. So I'm trained as a Yusui Reiki master, but I might do something completely different. I'm not sure. That said, my intuition, I will guide people immediately to take a breath into their spine. So you'll close your eyes. You'll take a breath into your spine. And what I want to know is, can you breathe into your stomach or does the breath feel like it gets stuck in the, in the throat or the heart? Most people will tell me it'll get stuck in one of these areas. And then I'll know that I need to guide through visually if they, if they have a visual mind or through their feeling to start to open up these pathways and these chakras to get all the way to the base of the spine at the root chakra, which is the root of all of us, that worthlessness and unworthiness of love. So what I will do is wherever she or he is called, where they're stuck, that is where we go. And sometimes they don't have a visual mind as active as me. And I will say, you will be the feeling because you are, the moment you close your eyes, you are in your feeling space. And I'll close my eyes, but I have a very active inner mind. So I will tell them, I will be your eyes and I will guide you and you go into the feeling of that. And sometimes it could be sobs of cries. Other times they'll say, I'm blank and I feel nothing. And then I explain once we start working in the heart center, the mind gets a hold of it, that analytical, fear based mind, and it wants to shut it down because it's afraid of what it's going to find.
0: Yeah, that makes But if sense. we
1: come back to the fact that we're technically holding an emotional box of our loved ones for a lifetime, And I ask, what's the youngest age you felt fear or you felt not good enough? You felt frightened, you felt alone. Some people tell me last week, other people will tell me two years old. And then we go back to that cellular memory in the timeline of the body. And we visually, mentally, emotionally, energetically set him or her free. And then it starts a process where they might say immediately, something shifted they can't explain it they can't quantify it but something shifted i can breathe now into my stomach um now i feel a pain or a calling or an experience came back to me that i forgot about so i let the body guide me and then my intuition plays as well where if they're blocked then i tell them well, this is what
0: i see and this is what i feel got it that's fascinating now i want to go back when you were a child, and when I mean, you had all these books around, which was amazing, and you were in a very um you know a scary situation, was there a point where you made a decision you know was there a turning point and you made a decision to do something, or do you think of it like that? A lot of people I talk to have there was a decision made at some point, nothing was ever the same after that.
1: I was so, I didn't realize this until recently. I have been so in my mother's pained energy for my entire life. Even though I have a beautiful home, business, I have a beautiful family, there would always be this negative pull of me not being good enough. And so when I was 29 years old, there was an incident where we lived in a condo on the second floor. And things were really heated between me and my mother. And then she tried to break me and my now husband. We were married, husband and wife. She tried to break us up. And so my husband got word of it. For whatever reason, she tried to break us up and get us divorced. And because I don't trust men, I'm with a husband who I am waiting for him to start abusing me or hurting me. And I trust her because she's all I've ever known. And I'm 29 years old, being controlled still by a controlling pain woman, adult child. Well, I was working at a a, a skincare salon, and my mother's watching my daughter for the day. And we had one car and I was arranging to get home before my husband would get home. So they don't have to be together. The stars didn't align that way. (laughs) So she tried to apologize for something that's not a sincere apology and they she brought my childhood into my home my daughter was three years old you know screaming scared and she left and my husband had a conversation with me telling me what she said and it broke my heart so deeply Tears just streamed down. And then in one moment, I was finally able to connect to my husband. So she broke me open so much, so sadness for some of the things she said, probably not aware, which I understand now. But in that moment, I sent her a 45-minute, I type fast, (laughs) I typed her 45 minutes worth of an email which was the first healing voice expression of my voice in my life. And I said, I don't know how long, but I'm not going to speak to you because I'm choosing my family and I'm choosing my husband. And that was a turning point in my life because then I went to real counseling, severe um, sexual assault, domestic violence counseling. That was a very hard four years. And then my husband and I stood a chance. So between five divorces, between the two of us, we've chosen trust and connection and non-healthy ways of being in a marriage.
0: Oh, that was definitely a turning point. Wow. It was a turning
1: point. Yeah, yeah.
0: Wow, that's great. You know, it just reminds me of one of the reasons I started this podcast, which was to show women that no matter where they are, whatever they're going through, They'll get through it, and we're all in this together. And so, I feel like you talking about that, you know, has made someone feel less alone in the world. And like there, there is hope because there is hope all the time.
1: I've cried on the floor so many times. I've had panic attacks (laughs) um, over and over again the last several years. I'm really good at helping others, so I I finally turned the table on myself. (laughs) So in the first few years of my my energy healing infused into my facials, I was sick all the time because I was avoiding myself, drinking enough water, exercising, um, just caring about myself. So my life has been focused on other people's healings, avoiding my own, but every session I would help them heal, it would stir up what's not healed within me. And then I would immediately feel sick in some way, whether I felt nauseous or weak or tired. So it took many years for me to, I call it, to quit being the hypocritic healer is what I call it.
0: (laughs) Well, it's so true, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that just reminds me of, you know, like the average doctor is kind of fat and a lot of, I mean, at least a lot of nurses smoke, some doctors smoke too. And so they're not exactly the picture of health. And I just always feel like, how can you yeah. help someone if you're not helping your yourself and you can you can, but not to the extent you know that you can if you've really walked the so if you're you're walking your talk as yeah. they say yeah. so recently <laughs> yeah well it it is a journey right it is a journey, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah, so tell me, you know you have the past of doing all this personal development and reading. Do you continue a practice like that? Do you continue to meditate? Um, do you have a morning routine, anything?
1: I will meditate at least once daily. And for me, it's not like I have to check a box. It Again, I, I keep using that word calling. I don't know if there's another word that would fit me because it feels like a pulling, like a drawing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll be really low, whether you, know, you get fatigued and tired. But usually in the morning or nighttime, if not both, before I get out of bed, um, sometimes I'll do it with myself. I mean, I've at least I've done thousands of, of personal meditations myself, astral traveling, a Akashic Records. So I only need myself to access what I need in those moments for my my healing and my evolution. All right. So to answer your question it's more of a fluid routine depending on what I have going on with two small kiddos. And sometimes I'm, you know, going to work for a client at eight, sometimes I'm there at 10, but I will say, I will stop at a stoplight or a train and I will immediately connect into my root. And we can all laugh at me for this if we want, but the red lights red is the root chakra and it is worthiness. So I will take a moment at a red light or a red flashing train lights and I will breathe all the way into my spine at the root at the base and I will just say or feel worthiness
0: and then I'll send it
1: out to whomever's around me I'll just send it out the cars around me because sometimes we're in a nice steady flow together like oh this is a perfect drive everybody's going the same pace nobody's rushing and then other times people are you know cutting you off and So I like a daily practice while I'm driving because I used to be trained and conditioned by a very frantic, not slow woman. And so I really had to come back to myself of acknowledging I'm inner peace. I'm not the pain and the denial and the busyness of what I was raised or who I was raised by. Right, right. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Do you have a relationship with her now? I do actually, it's enough to make me cry. Um, she there was another turning point a few months ago where I was feeling very down about myself for weeks and I was going, it was just a decline and I was mad at everything. I'm snapping at my family, I'm hating my I mean hating myself, and then I'm listening to a voice message and I'm like, it's her. She's leaving me really mean voice messages. <laughs> like, why? And so I called her on the way to work and I got stuck in my throat, couldn't say it. So I just made small talk. She knew something was wrong, didn't ask. So I went to work and I had a lovely facial session. And then I called her back and I said, I want to talk to you about the voice messages that you've been leaving me. And I start to say my piece and she interrupts and I swear, she goes, it was shitty. And that was the second brokenhearted moment that she's giving me as an an adult where I just did a flashback of all of the mistreatment, the physical abuse, the emotional abuse, the, you know, the neglect, just all of it. And all of a sudden it flashed before my eyes. And instead of me crying and sending a 45 minute email, I set boundaries for myself. And I just said, you will never mistreat me again. And so she began to sincerely apologize and tell me how wonderful I am and in that moment aha moment I realized I spent my whole life trying to please you which I can't do because the only way you're going to be happy is if you do your, your own work which I don't know if that'll ever happen but I told her I don't need your approval and I don't need your love and she had to process whatever she processed and we're slowly slowly starting to have a semi-supportive relationship so I was told from a heart hypnotherapist once that if you draw a picture of just a line representing the ocean Uh and there's a deep diver in the ocean I'm the deep diver and then there's a helicopter for the pilot. And she's the pilot in the helicopter. So there there's not a lot of depth to be had where I've always been called toward the depth of it. So knowing that, that I can never have what I truly deserve, I have to become my own mother. And by connecting to Mother Earth, I get the divine feminine that I've always deserved. But it's not going to come from her.
0: Right. You know, I hear stories like that a lot. A lot every day. And I think a lot of people in that situation, you know, feel like they're the only ones because people don't talk about it and they feel shame. That's one of the sources of the shame, which of course is tied with unworthiness and this. And that's the
1: control too. um, I call it the pained mother. And so many of those previous generations, from what it came from, and it gets passed on genetically and conditionally. mm -hmm. But then when you have a sensitive, empathic, Healing emotional soul. The moment we start, I think the first moment I experienced a witness of abuse, or it happened to me, it's almost like I know I'm powerful, even as a little girl, but I can't see it and I can't feel it. So there's, I'm, I'm bad. I'm wrong. I'm not good enough. And so I call it the pain mother complex. That you know, the pain narcissistic adult child can't look at her own pain, so she keeps passing it on and passing it on. But I hope it's true that we are in a period of awakening. So to be sitting here with you is amazing. One, that you're a medical professional is incredible. But because the masters spiritually are waking up first. So to know that I started so low, I needed the challenges to awaken me. 39 years old. So not, I'm, you know, I'm not the end of my life and not like some 13 year olds that I'm helping awaken, which is remarkable. 13 years old and they're awakening. It's incredible. But there's a lot of mothering pain that needs to be released or transcended. And then the masculine pain of the father, that's, that's also present usually, because I will say a pain angry, hardened woman is holding masculine pain over her sacral. So her sacral, birthing, creative power is her sacral in the pelvic area. Any pained woman has been overpowered
0: by masculine pain. Are you able to help with that too? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Awesome. How has this changed your parenting or how does it influence your your own parenting of your kids? Do you do anything
1: then, oh, wow, the, the, it's, it's interesting. So the first few years of my marriage were the first few years of my daughter's life. And I didn't have awareness. So I was reliving the yelling and the screaming and the victimhood of me. So acting like the child onto her. And so my, if my husband were with us right now, he would tell you that it has just been a 180 shift. Where I when I realize what I'm holding is not mine, I have the choice if I want to hold it, and then I have the choice what I want to do with it. And when I start to unravel the years of abuse, deeply, deeply not feeling good enough. I could have a beautiful, successful week (laughs) and I'll go to the one thing I didn't do. And my husband's like, Are you kidding me? He's like, you're amazing. And But you have to find it within yourself, because I can compliment you, but it's not going to mean anything if you're not open to receive it yourself. So what I will say is I have dramatically worked on presence. Because of course, little kids, you know, my adorable six year old who can talk to everybody and, you know, keep himself energized for hours. I want to go to bed, he wants to jump around on the bed. But what I've learned is presence because if I'm not being triggered into my past, my past is not controlling me, then I can be the peaceful connected mother. And we'll all have our moments, but it's presence in realizing I have the power and the control to be in my present moment. Because we are conditioned, I think, that we're out of control and we're victimized when that's again only a perspective. Right. Once you connect to your authentic self, and you look at something that seems like it's overpowering you. It has no power over you. It's like being in a dark room, turning on the light switch. The darkness isn't darkness; it's an absence of light. So the moment you bring your light into a situation, it it shifts immediately. And that's the level of energy that I work. It's an immediacy of energy shift.
0: That's outstanding. Oh, so good. Let <laughs> me <laughs> just look here and see if anything else. So you can do. This says that you. Um... You work with large audiences, too are you able to do some group group healing?
1: Oh absolutely um, the you can imagine the pandemic paused a part of my business where I early on in my medical aesthetics career, I was a lecturer for the doctors and when they realized how much information I could retain on dermatology, we'll just send Melissa. So my very early 20s, I'm speaking at large organizations on skin cancer prevention, cosmetic in general, dermatology practices to get them client. But what happened, my research led me to realize I don't like that I'm selling this, but I don't believe in it, whether it was a process or a treatment or a product. And so very quickly, my research changed into the skincare industry and Mental health and trauma and depression and medication, and then I started teaching large groups on organic wellness, and then it's quickly now involved into what I call intuitive wellness. So it's been about a year since I've done a large lecture, but I'm very much looking forward to to finding my next my next
0: groups to be with. Oh, that's great! I'm glad I asked, cause I didn't realize
1: that you had done that. Wow, it's been ten years. I it was a ten year run
0: of being an educator. But yeah,
1: yeah, and a speaker.
0: That is impressive. So, tell me, do you have one actionable tip? Just something that pretty much any of our listeners could do immediately um, yeah. to make their life better.
1: Before you go to sleep tonight, breathe into your spine, breathe into the heart center, center of the chest, if you can. And whatever you feel, it could immediately be anxiety, it could be depression, it could be anger, resentment, fear. We're getting into highly emotionally charged emotions because they're repressed down into the sacral and the root. So the crotch area and the pelvic area, it all gets pushed down the spine. Once you pay attention, just like a son or a daughter or a little kid just pulling on you saying, pay attention to me, this is what I'm holding your eyes are closed, you're feeling it, feel it right into the stomach or the heart center. And whether you can see or feel, wrap lightness around it. Because anybody listening to you on this podcast is gonna be ready for the next growth and evolution of them. And we can only expand when we're not constricted and blocked by past energy. But the moment someone connects here, it's gone. So going to bed tonight, just connecting into the body, saying, body, I'm ready. Show me. What do you need my help with? It's no different than just taking a box from somebody, except for you are the one holding that box. And you're the one looking in the box. And it might be your seven-year-old self. It might be your 20-year-old self. It, It doesn't matter. It's that moment your body's saying, I'm ready to release this, and I need your conscious awareness to do it, or I already would have done it for you. And that's the fear-based mindset, which is constriction, and it can't see beyond itself because fear is created for its own demise. So simply breathing into the spine, closing your eyes, knowing there might be a lot of stuff That starts to feel constricting and then not letting the mind get afraid that I'm having a heart attack because it could get very tense, but immediately the brain goes to fear-based worry mode. Something's wrong with me, not I'm divine perfection. I'm holding a lifetime of other people's pain and emotions and beliefs about me and them. And I'm going to start to let it work up my spine. I'm going to hold it in my heart center. This is the feeling space of lightness. So we hold it and just let it do what it's going to do. If anyone's ready for the next step, you breathe it out and you thank it. Excellent.
0: Breathe it out and thank it, right?
1: Thank it for bringing you to the next highest point of your existence
0: because it brought you to this point with yourself. And you breathe it out and you thank it. Oh, that's a great tip. I'm going to do that for sure. (laughs) <laughs> A little bit different
1: than telling you to exercise, but I'm so called no,
0: I, I for love the inner that. work. And I i know Absolutely. I'm
1: more most people when it comes to energy
0: healing. So I agree. That's what we need right now because everything is energy. Yeah. So. Yeah. So how can our listeners follow you, get in touch with you, hire you, work with you? So <laughs>
1: the easiest thing to do would be go to go to my website it probably needs an overhaul because I just don't spend time advertising myself. Uh, however, it's cleanse, like cleanse your face in truth.com. So www.cleanseintruth.com. And that's the website where you can read a little bit. And then if you look up the business name, cleanse in truth, skincare clinic, with my name, Melissa Armstrong, you'll find some other things on me that um, you can just kind of research and find me. But Instagram, Cleanse and Truth Skincare, Facebook, Cleanse and Truth Skin Care, and then my website. But uh okay. gosh, I just yeah, I would
0: love to help anybody who's ready for that next level of connection. I'll get all of that into the show notes. And mm-hmm. um Wow, this has been really, really interesting. <laughs> really interesting. Thank you so much. You're I'm
1: honored to be with you. I I was so nervous to, you know, to send the email, but again, I followed the calling. And so you you are a conduit for me to start my new expansion on getting my work out there to the world. And it already is. So I'm, I'm, thank you very much.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. And the world needs you. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. Okay. And to our listeners, thank you. I love you. And until next time. Hey, before you go, I hope that you loved this episode. I would love it if you could do me two quick favors. First, make sure to subscribe to Next Level Women. That way, you will get notified when the new episodes are coming out. So definitely subscribe to follow us. The other thing that I would love for you to do is to join us in my Next Level Manifestation Facebook group. This is an awesome place off the podcast platform where you can ask questions. I do free trainings and share very helpful resources there too. You're going to love it. And it's a great place to also find other women who are going after big dreams and getting great results. Links are in the show notes or go to lisahart.com, L-I-E-S-A-H-A-R-T-E.com.